humans are forbidden. Yeah, it's like to be fair, it's like, bro, you did try to murder him. Like <laughs> yeah, no, he exactly. had a <laughs> he had a pretty uh pretty uh simple reaction. Like literally right. it's a mess of the fire, you're gonna get burned. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. The, the law of the jungle includes a stand your ground lie. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty, yeah. pretty fair reaction, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 408 with a review of The Jungle Book. I'm Christopher, the Baron of Schneezities Schneezy. I got nothing. I'm just me, Karzabatrick. <laughs> and I'm Stephen Millercon. <laughs> and if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week. We are diving into the world of computer animation, and we are bringing you a not-so-live-action live-action movie, the new Jungle Book film. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I was taking a drink of my beverage. Sorry. In the jungle. I, I just always I'm, think, I always just relate to Steven, hopefully, that he'll say something. And I relate to Carson. And yeah, so it really, it, doesn't, it really doesn't work at all. I really, I really think that there's there's two things that the Carson does like clockwork. One thing is no matter what night we record, no matter what night of the week it is, that becomes laundry night, and he starts it about thirty minutes before we're about to record. I actually this, started like three hours before. <laughs> it just takes a long ass time. The second thing he always does is anytime I'm about I'm about to like pass to him, he will take a drink of anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you didn't have a drink on your table, you would just reach for an empty cup or anything cup-shaped and just pretend to sip it. I think it's just like a Pavlovian response. Like, <laughs> I just am so used to it. I just, I can't stop. Which is, which is good, but, uh... Yeah. But, but, yeah. Actually, the laundry was finished uh, well before the recording of this episode, so... Mostly just because an accident that happened today at 4 o'clock was still causing traffic, apparently, on the Bay Bridge, which is weird. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I would, I'm just saying that, like, if I would have been home on time, then maybe the laundry wouldn't have been. Funny. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got you. I'm with you now. We all know I would have been late if Chris wasn't late. So it doesn't Someone matter. would have been late <laughs> to a very important date. And that's what makes us great. The strength of the <laughs> podcast is each other, and the strength of each other is the cast. <laughs> and we. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, we are here. I think this is a film that it's safe to say none of the three of us were super excited for. Hell no. <laughs> I was not at all. Hell to the nah. Hell to the nah, yes. Um, it's, I, I mean, we, you know, I, I feel like we've stopped making the joke about like, oh, when are we going to remake this type of film? Um, because they've sort of become a commonplace thing where we're sort of just used to the remakes happening all the time. But I think of all the remakes... This almost feels like there's it's one that like isn't even justified in that like oh like the technology is so great now we could totally make this better space version of something like it's literally just live action wannabe it's, it's like attempted photorealistic animals and a story that is mostly remembered for the music in it right like nobody remembered like on, yeah. on the on the in the lift on the way to the theater Stephen and I were trying to talk with our driver about what the story of the film yeah, was Chris had more <laughs> than the rest of us but none of us could really put it together yeah, and, and, and for the record the more thing that I had was I think fire is involved <laughs> that was like yeah. we were all like there's a boy and he like lives with animals in the jungle 
and fires involved, and that was the extent of our. I I couldn't separate it from Tarzan. I was trying to remember like. He's raised by gorillas, right? And humans are going to show up. There's uh, Phil Collins music in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's still, I still say that soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's pretty fire. It's so good. Phil Collins on anything. It, pretty it's pretty good. fire pretty red or flower. it's pretty uh, <laughs> man's red flower. Or I mean, I Phil Collins. It in before you could get it. Okay. <laughs> Phil Collins, edgy. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I mean, obviously, we're, we're clearly very excited and ready to uh, begin a super deep and methodical dissection of the film that is uh, The Jungle Book. But should we just do it, guys? Obviously. Yep. All right. We're going to play a trailer for The Jungle Book, and then we're going to come back and give you guys a review. If you can't learn to run with the pack one of these days, you'll be someone's dinner. I can't help but notice there's this strange odor today. Man is forbidden! Run, Mowgli! is no longer safe for you. But this is my home. Only man can protect you now. Poor sweet little cub. What are you doing so deep in the jungle? You are a man cub who wants to live in a jungle. How do you know that? Kid, I got ears. My ears got ears. Only I can protect you. That's a song about the good life. He will stop at nothing until he has this boy. If anything happens to that kid, I'll never forgive myself. Let's be on our way. But I'm helping Baloo get ready for hibernation. Bears don't hibernate in a jungle. Not full hibernation, but I nap a lot. All right, so that was the trailer for The Jungle Book. Basically, there is a boy who, uh, you know, the animals refer to as the man-cub. He was raised by some wolves, but it turns out the man-cub, you know, is not having so much a good time being a wolf because he's not a wolf. He is... A man. And uh, he is pissing off a tiger for some reason. <laughs> I'm nailing this. And basically, he, he has to make his way around to try to figure out a place where he fits in. Meanwhile, a bad, evil tiger is trying mm. to kill him. So, Carson. Bare necessities. <laughs> bare necessities of life will come to you if you tell everybody what you thought of this film i did not like this movie at all uh 
pretty when much is a, this jungle gonna book pretty much a hardcore <laughs> henry situation where i wanted to leave uh pretty soon into the movie uh <laughs> It's it's the tried and true theory is that anything with the 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes is questionable um, because I, I I know I'm not in the majority opinion very much. But uh, this one really blows my mind that <laughs> it's gotten this high of a claim um, and it really like what does this movie bring new to the table other than, like we said, updating it with. 2016 technology like i don't see there's nothing in this movie that is new or different or anything that the other two incarnations of the jungle book uh have to offer like uh i'm i'm in the same boat as you like i have seen the the original disney animated version but like yeah like i can't remember anything past like bare necessities and the the uh, I want to be like you song. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like Jungle Book was never one that was really like a, a favorite of mine. Uh, but I did really like the the Stephen Summers uh, live action version that Disney did. Like the the real live action version that they did back in the nineties. That one was that one was awesome. Um, I, th- I think I'm the only one out of the three of us who has not seen it. That one was good. Um, I like that one a lot. And it's like, we have that one already. So I don't know why we need uh, this Uncanny Valley version with some really annoying dumb wiener kid running around <laughs> half naked. Like, I'm sorry, but... You gotta, well, I'm afraid you go on. You have to tell him, Stephen, your thoughts uh, as we exit oh, yeah, the so theater. La- <sighs> yeah, so my, my first statement uh, last night when we left the theater was... If Carson hated Jacob Tremblay, he is not going to like this kid at all. <laughs> like, I actually would have preferred Jacob Tremblay in brownface. Like, that would have been a lot more entertaining. Than... Wolves are real. Gorillas are real. <laughs> Elephants are real. <laughs> like, he was he was very, like, extremely loud and incredibly close uh, <laughs> child. I, I have extremely loud and incredibly Mowgli written as my one... <laughs> the one note that I took from this. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, like I mean, come on, like out of out of all the kids they auditioned, like he was the best. Like I don't understand. Like it just is mind-boggling to me. This whole movie is like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um so yeah, that kid was not good. And it, and it's just weird because like um you know, he's the only live action element in the film and so like you are relying on him to carry it pretty much. And uh yeah, it just was not good at all. Plus it just was weird because since he was uh the only again, he was the only like live action uh counterpart in the movie, like the, I kept thinking of uh Joseph Kahn had a tweet like a couple months or a couple weeks before the movie came out where he was just like he didn't understand why like so many grown men were like fawning over this jungle book movie which is essentially just like a half naked nine-year-old running around like it just made no sense <laughs> so, to so i have to ask did you share khan's tweet <laughs> I, I i did not okay i i don't have a follow-up to that sorry <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah like i i just don't get it like the the i don't know what else there is to say other than like i i feel like uh a movie like um you know because disney is going back and they're 
just remaking and doing live action adaptations of a lot of their classic films. And, um, you know, I'm not opposed to that. Like, I really enjoyed the uh, live action Cinderella movie they put out last year. Uh, But that movie had like a very classical feel and it was actually, you know, (laughs) with real actors. And um, but I think like by having, you know, the all CG environments and animals and whatnot, like there's just a certain clinical aspect to it. Like it's 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 off putting, uh, not only because it's just to me terrible looking, but uh, there's just a sense of coldness. Like, it's not warm. It's not inviting. Like, there's nothing adventurous about it. Like, it just feels very uh, clinical. Like, it's it, it doesn't... It should be, you know, inviting you in, but it's not. Like, it just doesn't have that quality that you'd expect from a really good family Disney movie. So I think that's really the main component. And, and also, it's just really boring, so... <laughs> <laughs> Steven? Yeah, so I'm going to try to piece together thoughts now that Carson took my one extremely loud and incredibly Mowgli. Um, I, I mean, yeah, so I, I'm unsurprised by Carson's reaction. I feel more similar than dissimilar to him, I think. Um, I, I mean, this movie has a lot of things that I think are are good, are fine. Like, I think the voice acting is great. I, lo- I love Bill Murray and Christopher Walken in this movie. Uh, the visuals, I thought, like, he did a really good job with it. I didn't feel the kind of clinical aspect of the look of the film. Uh, in my mind, it did make the jungle feel kind of magical, and I liked the detail of the animals and their behavior. But the there was something off-putting about the story. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like a complete movie to me. It, it felt kind of like waking life, like waking life, but instead of philosophy, it's just a kid like ran running into random animals that like, (laughs) they assume you remember the original Disney movie. So they're like, Oh, and here's the snake. You got it right. Yeah. They're just snake. They're just checking the boxes. Yeah, okay, uh, it's elephant time. Come on, let's go. And they just move to the next scene. Like, nothing propels this movie. I, I feel <laughs> like if if you have not seen the original Jungle Book, you will just not get the pacing of this movie at all. I don't know. It, it really, I agree with Carson. It is a very boring movie. Like, it has nothing pulling you from scene to scene. Just, just, real, um, just, real, just real fast uh, to interject. When you mentioned the elephant scene, I, re- I just realized that that elephant scene is the exact scene from Aloha when they're driving in the Jeep. And they pass all the Hawaiian people during, <laughs> You're right. during the middle of their march. It's literally the exact thing. It's like, whoa, don't look them in the eye. You got to respect <laughs> them. They've been here since the beginning. This island is theirs. Watch out. Yep. Okay, this is never going to pay off. Now let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Definitely not foreshadowing at all. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like, so I think Carson enjoyed The Good Dinosaur. Uh, Chris and I made fun of it pretty heavily for like, kind of having nothing pushing it forward being a bunch of nice visuals mixed with just blah um but i feel like honestly if it weren't for the fact that this is a classic story it doesn't hold up to much more scrutiny like whatever message i can pull from this is like using tools is what makes man great so you should do that (laughs) unless it's fire unless it's like a big pit of fire (laughs) I, i don't know i don't uh I, I really feel like this movie suffered from the fact that The Jungle Book is already a well-known film. 
So it had to just like telegraph things and nostalgic memories from that Disney movie instead of actually making its own movie. So while like there was no one scene that I heavily disliked, like I, I thought it was completely finely put together and the actors are having a lot of fun. It just, it, it isn't the movie. It's like a, a not great episode of planet earth or, or something like it, like it's just like, Hey, here's animals. Here's this kid. Oh, I got nothing. That like that's it. That's all we. That's all we came up with. The budget is over now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it was strange. It did not have the kind of fun, popcorn flicky charm that I expect from a John Favreau movie. Like Chef was more exciting than this movie. <laughs> oh, way more exciting. Well, it actually had heart and character. This was just like a demo reel. <laughs> and even as a demo reel, I don't. I don't think it's quite successful because no. Like, the orangutan is fantastic in the film, like like from from a visual representation of it. I mean, though it's oversized and it's like King Kong size for some reason that I can't figure out, it visually looks really interesting. But I think that like Blue or whatever the hell his name is, like the bear is one of the worst effects in the film. Like it always sticks out to me for always. The, oh, yeah. the younger wolves look really bad to me too. The adult wolves kind of like, eh, they're kind of like borderline. But I think that it, it, it it's... Like, it's clear that, like, Weta brought all the stuff they did for, you know, like, the rise of the Apes films and kind of, like, they're like, oh, well, we already got this pipeline going. We can just, like, throw in all of our cool fur effects and animation and shit like Not that. Not to mention King Kong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but like, it, it, it just, it was one of those things where, where, like, it felt like one set of assets was really, really good and then, like, like the environment and any of the monkey creatures <laughs> but like all the other animals felt sort of like some some weird sort of mishmash of like kind of good but also not good and then one of the things that I was, I was talking with Steven about briefly uh like on a ride back was that you know in an animated film you can kind of play with the size and scale of things um because you know it's just a cartoon and sort of the the size references to everything don't really matter when you're attempting sort of a photoreal thing even though you're kind of like trying to add some like you know you're, even though you're animating the faces to allow them to talk in a way that normal animals don't like you're sort of going for photo real and the way they play with the size and the scale of different animals feels super weird to me and i couldn't feel, figure out if they wanted to do everything at like a really large scale so they could show all the detail and all the work that they did but like it there's just something weird about these giant animals that shouldn't be that much larger than the the little man cub is but I don't know. There's something felt super off with the way that the characters were presented, and and while it, while it worked with King Louis because he's freaking frightening as hell. <laughs> like that was the other thing I said. Like walking out, I was like, I don't know what that was rated, but I feel like that scene is way too scary for children to be watching this movie. Um, yeah, I mean it's so fake and scary. You like, sound like the old grandma I heard in the theater on Saturday who was just like, I heard Jungle Book was too scary for kids. I was like, but as, but the especially hell, the lady? scene when, when him and Blue play Russian roulette, that was just terrifying. <laughs> no, 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 but like, like, I, like I, I, think, I think visually there's something really interesting. Like, I mean, you know, uh, Carson was super angry at like the Smaug scenes in, in mm -hmm. the Hobbit films. And, and like, the, I, you have to agree, right? That scene like blows away, no pun intended, I guess, like all the Smaug scenes, right? 
I certainly think so. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like my my beef with with Smaug was uh, <laughs> was that he just looked like every other dragon. Like there was no like coolness to his design. Like, which is kind of like the same with this movie. Like there was just nothing new brought to the. Like I mean, King Louis is like okay. Let's say he's. I'll agree that he's the best looking animal of the bunch because yeah. uh, there are animals that look better than some. And Blue, obviously, like you said, is the worst example. Uh, the panther, Ben Kingsley Panther, looked all right. Um, <laughs> but it, it's still, you know, it it's still like, it's still fake. Like, it's just, just to me, it just it takes you out. I mean, I don't know. Like, that, like I don't like the... I don't like how they were trying to replicate real environments and real animals. Like to me that, uh, Steven mentioned, you know, like, uh, uh, magic and, and whimsy. Like, that's the other thing I forgot to mention is that like, that's what was missing from this movie. Like, I feel like trying to make the jungle environments look like real jungle and be like gritty jungle, brah, like that <laughs> to me takes away the <laughs> sense of wonder, you know, like I want, I don't want the jungle to look real. Like I want it to look, you know, uh, like magical, you know, I, I, you know, it, like it just, there's that, it's like they were really trying to make everything so photo real, but like you can never get it like that. No matter how good the CG is, I feel like it's, it's never up to, you know, the real thing. So you're always just looking at, you know, that you're looking at something that's not real. And I don't, I don't mean to disagree with that. Like, I actually think there was not enough magic or whimsy. I, I just mean it got kind of like The Walk did for me. It was good enough that I at least felt like the awe of some of the big scenes, which is why I compared it to watching like Planet Earth or like a, I don't know, an IMAX special about the world. And like, you know, it's fake, so it isn't quite as much, but like you have a little bit of, oh yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I would read about jungles and people being in the canopy layer and I, I don't know it had a little bit of that to me it was definitely not magical the way that a good disney movie should be magical yeah i mean honestly those like disney nature movies they put out are is better are better than than this <laughs> like they have more uh fun a sense of fun you know like they try to shape a story out of the footage that they get um and, and i think that like i would rather watch that than than this for sure yeah, yeah. Well, I I think like even even the effects stuff isn't isn't the worst thing that this film does. I mean, it, it there there are things that work and there are things that don't. But I think on the whole, it's it's somewhat a technical achievement what they did. Um, there there's enough there to look at to go like, oh, like it's cool that they tried this. Um, and in the scenes where it looks good, like I still say that King Louis and like the little temple thing that he lives in and like the fruit and crap and all those scenes like i think all of that looks pretty photoreal like it, it looks pretty impressive and i think that was kind of my favorite moment in the film is like all those scenes um what's sad is like my actual favorite moment of the film is the credit sequence where like during the credits you're seeing like the storybook open up with 3d environments yeah. inside the of the story intro for the <laughs> well before the james bond <laughs> intro, like before the scarlett johansson song that's her, right? She's singing that song. I think so. Yeah, before that, but when it when it's when you're actually, you know, I want to be like you and all that stuff. Um, there's something cool about like the storybook pages flipping to the individual scenes and like the 3D because we, you know, Stephen and I saw this in 3D. 
Um, I know mm. Carson's going to yell at us for doing that. I, um, I did not see it in 3D. At least this movie was designed for 3D, so. Yeah. But, I mean, like, even if it wasn't designed for 3D, it was designed for 3D because none of it's real. Right, yeah. But, but I'm just saying, you know, more than, like, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so I, I think the real problem with this film is it didn't try to make the story more interesting than it was or wasn't when we were kids. Like it, it really just kind of, as as you guys said, it's sort of presenting this is this animal and this is this animal. And like the, from what I understand or slightly remember, this is supposed to be a story about like belonging, right? Like the, the idea is that this man cub didn't belong in the jungle, but was raised in the jungle, but he can never really quite fit in with each of the animals. And there's nothing really compelling done with that. Um, we have characters that show up and yell about how dangerous man is, but literally the only scene we see of how quote unquote dangerous man is, is a flashback where we see uh, Shere Khan get burned in his face when he tries to murder a human being, right? <laughs> right. Like, like there's literally, there, there's not scenes of like them trapping animals or destroying the habitats or like doing whatever. It's literally just one scene where he's like, I'm going to eat some humans. And then he gets burned in the face and he goes, nah, and then runs away and then gets really pissed out and helps establish a code that's like, humans are forbidden. Yeah, it's like, um, to be fair, it's like, bro, you did try to murder him. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he exactly. had a... <laughs> He had a pretty uh, pretty uh, simple reaction. Like, literally, it's mess with fire, you're going to get burned. Yeah, right, right, yeah. The, the law of the jungle includes a stand-your-ground law, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty, but, yeah. pretty fair reaction, I think. Also, I have to give Stephen credit for the joke I missed earlier about the Shere Khan. <laughs> Did you share Khan's tweet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it took you long enough. You know, no, no, <laughs> Delayed I, getting. I, I, I had a note for myself to, to bring it up once I was tell, talking about my stuff. But I just, at the time, I was like... Wait, he's talking about his name, right? Like, in my head, I was like, it, it was correct in my head. But before I could laugh, I had to look up to make sure the name was right. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> whatever I was saying. But basically, I feel like there's not enough really compelling in the story. Like, like as, as I said before, I don't feel like the story... Like, the reason I think it's silly to remake this is because I don't think this, there's there's a compelling enough story here to really justify it being remade. Um, and, and the attempts to remake it are not deepening the story. They're not doing anything grand. I mean, it, this is like... like <laughs> First of all, this this is a film that could have been helped by a song by Shakira about how you should try everything. Except for, for this <laughs> yeah. film, it should be try nothing because literally this movie is the exact opposite moral of Zootopia. In Zootopia, the moral is like, you know, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you try hard enough. And in this film, it's like, no, you really can't be anything other than be a man cub. So sorry, give up and go home. Um, and it, it's just, it's just kind of weird. Like, I mean... Maybe it's one of those things where, you know, John Favreau, like, just really liked the Jungle Book. And he was like, I can make anything I want now. I'm going to make Jungle Book. <laughs> he really um, liked that that paycheck he got. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. When the but, money train rolled up to his front door. I, I, I just feel like of all the things you could remake, why... I mean, I, I guess this is one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, they're making a Tarzan, too, so we might as well make a Jungle, jungle Book. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> I still haven't watched the trailer for that Tarzan movie, but it, it, it looks like this Jungle Book, like just <laughs> as boring. As long as uh, there there's some like parkour tree surfing action, there um, is there is none of that. It's oh. it's supposed to, it's a gritty Tarzan. It's, it's like the, it's the Dark Knight of Tarzan. Yeah, movies. it's the civil bro of Tarzan movies. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like no wonder this movie was delayed. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I, like, I wasn't excited for this going in, but I was willing to sort of be whatever. But, but I think that, like, really the only things in the film that interested me was the how frightening I thought King <laughs> Louis was in that scene. Like, just, just like, ones and zeros. No, it, it's literally, it hasn't been since Coraline that I've been like, oh, I think that's too scary for kids. <laughs> Like, like that was the last time that I like saw a movie and was like, hmm, this is not appropriate. This would give me nightmares. Um, and really, that's just because of the, the sheer size of of. Uh, it's basically the same scene from the visit when they're under the house that Stephen yeah. was scared of, except for it's a giant f-ing orangutan <laughs> that is terrifying to me for some reason. I maintain that Grandma is scarier than a giant orangutan. <laughs> well, let's just at least Grandma, you can kick her in the face. Uh, I. I... <laughs> I don't think King Louis is scary at all. I'm not in that camp. Sorry. He's super fake. Whatever, man. And it's Christopher Walken. Cor- Coraline, though, yes. That's a legit dark movie. That I mean, kids should be scared during movies, but I don't think this is... Kids <laughs> should be scared during movies. Yeah, there should be some element of danger. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, there. But I feel like that was missing from this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, think about the movies that... That, uh, you know, that that we saw when we were kids. I mean, it was like, it was way harder than the crap that kids see now. Like, even Disney movies, even like Disney animated movies back in the day, like, like the Black Cauldron, that shit's messed up, dude. Like, I mean, any, any like kids movie from the 80s, like, that's just, yeah. That's like an R-rated movie compared to, (laughs) compared to this, you know. I don't know. Well, I I think this just doesn't. I'm not going to say it had to be scarier, uh, but it it had to be something. And I, and I think like what, Chris, you mentioned that the tentative theme of the movie is like fitting in or, uh, you know, not not feeling like you're a part of anything or being an outcast. And they literally, they give one scene to indicate that at the very beginning of the movie. And it's like the kid is fine with it. <laughs> like, there, well, the, the funniest there's thing no of, actual sadness. Like, oh, yeah. I don't fit in. I'm all alone. They just don't do that. The funniest thing about it too, though, is that like the wolves totally accept him. It's the fact that a tiger shows up and he's like, he's different. <laughs> and they're like, maybe we should throw him out of the group. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's, yeah. A, it's anti-authoritarian film. <laughs> it's a very anti-Trump film. It's very yeah. daring. <laughs> but no, I... But but yeah, Those it's just like it, different. Throw them out. Like if if I were a kid watching this, I'm I'm pretty sure my only takeaway would would be like, oh, did you see the big orangutan? And oh, did you see the bear? And oh, did you see that? Like there would be absolutely nothing about like Mowgli and what he learned or the journey that he went through because there's no journey. There are just like no ten set pieces that they knew they had to have, and then the movie's over. Dude, that's exact, and that's exactly what I saw when I was at the theater on Saturday, and I walked out. I hadn't seen the movie yet, but I walked out, and um, <laughs> there were just tons of kids, like, playing out in the lobby and stuff, and they were just all jumping around like, Baloo! Baloo! Like, I don't give a f- about anything else. I just want to see the animals. What you know is nobody was trying to pretend to be the, the main leader of the wolves. <laughs> Spoilers. That is a hard part of the movie. I'll it give it that. It doesn't work out well for him. <laughs> I did like how he just like threw him over and was just like, yeah, see you later. He's like, all right, I'll go now. Raw dead. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. 
good times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, I am interested. I'm curious. Uh, I don't think it'll, I don't know if it'll be good, but I'm curious to see like, you know, what, uh, the Andy Circus Jungle Book is going to be like, but that apparently is. Uh, Wait, are they making Andy Circus Jungle Book? Yes, where they're he making plays all the animals. Yeah, Johnny Come Lately. <laughs> we got to explain it for him. Um, <laughs> Warner Brothers has a Jungle Book movie that was supposed to come out next October, but they pushed it back to October 2018 to get away from to really distance from the Disney one. But so apparently it's like another like, this is gritty, bro. Like it's apparently supposed to be like a really darker, less family friendly take. Uh, and it's Andy Serkis's directorial debut. I don't, he doesn't uh. play, he doesn't clumps it. He doesn't play all of them, but there's a good <laughs> cast. I mean, Christian Bale is like uh, Bagheera, I think. and <laughs> Bagheera? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, Benedict Cumberbatch is Shere Khan, so... <laughs> dude i'm, I'm super excited for this movie now but 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 like he did like all the actors did like the mocap for the animal so i'm assuming that you know it's going to be very like apes looking but i'm hoping like i don't think it's all uh like cg environment i don't think it's complete i think it's live action but it's not like how this is you know so maybe it'll be a little different i don't know that'd be interesting to see but like i'm just gonna stick with the steven summers version from 94 and I'll just call it a day. Speaking of calling it a day, <laughs> <laughs> should we get to our verdicts? Sure. Was, yes. Was that not a good segue? <laughs> Steven's response was like semi defeated. You know. I feel like we need to be a little defeated about this movie. It just does not. I take no joy in tearing apart a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. Right, it it isn't like a fun thing to trash or anything. It is definitely not. Um, oh well, uh, the other thing I was going to say because Stephen brought up the good dinosaur, but I think that the the difference between this and the good dinosaur is that like I, I mean, I like that the uh, I like I mean I really like the animation in that obviously because it was supposed to be an entirely CG animated movie, but I think having those like really photorealistic environments set against the really sort of cartoonish looking animals and creatures like that was kind of a like an interesting contrast and then obviously the good dinosaur had an angle going for it where you know it was kind of like approached as a as this western um so i mean like that had more going for it than just like hey let's remake the jungle book with you know uncanny valley animals and shit <laughs> like that's the, the only the only yeah. thing I think Good Dinosaur had over Jungle Book is Sam Elliott, but that's still a pretty good, uh, pretty good victory. I I, I enjoy his voice acting a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think that the I just was just pointing out, at least in my opinion, that the Good Dinosaur had more to offer than this, and was uh, you know adventurous, had some dark, scary things in it. Um, Adventure-ish. I, I thought I it was know. adventurous. I, I cannot tell you pretty much anything that happened in the Good Dinosaur, <laughs> so I, I don't. I don't know that it was that exciting. I, I can tell you they dug trenches with their face and didn't didn't close their eyes. Oh, how dare they! The <laughs> fictional animated movie. They also oh. stopped the karaoke machine. Also stopped when <laughs> Elliot the dinosaur or whatever was singing. 
uh, smack my bitch up. I don't know. <laughs> That's a continuity error, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> As I said, we're going to get to our verdicts. So, Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a reckon with a caveat, wait for rental and pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I would definitely give it a must-avoid. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what the hell do I know? I saw the movie Criminal this weekend and thought that was a lot better. So, I mean, to me, Kevin Costner killing a bitch with a cactus is way more entertaining <laughs> than watching a half-naked child run around screaming with a bunch of fake animals. What if Kevin Costner could kill a half-naked child? <laughs> I would be down to see that, specifically the one in the Jungle Book. <laughs> he needed to be put down. Steven? Yeah, I don't know. This weekend I saw a great movie about a person who doesn't fit in and is forced <laughs> to flee. <laughs> flee from a kind of overpowering leader who feels threatened by his presence. And that was District 9, which Chris and I saw in a Q&A with the director. And that was good. Uh, this movie, I don't want to say this was terrible. Like, it was a kid's movie, and I'm sure kids will love it. Like, it, it has the fun of watching these big animals, and, like, I enjoyed the music pieces, but it's, like, a very weak wait for rental for me just completely middle of the road like no real reason to seek this out but if you have a kid i'm sure they're gonna love it <laughs> oh i got so many <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah i mean if you have a child they're gonna enjoy it so that's like the one the one reason to see this film um besides that there's nothing really worth saying about it, it it's one of those things where it's just i the whole movie watching it I questioned how we were transitioning from scene to scene other than like, oh yeah, that's this character. Oh yeah, that's this character. And while I still love the orangutan stuff, um, maybe half of that is because I really enjoy Christopher Walken. Maybe half of that is just because I thought it actually looked good, even though uh, Carson doesn't think it looked good. But besides that, there's just, just nothing inv enjoyable about the film on a level that makes it something that you should rush out and see. So I am also going to give it a must avoid. And yeah, I think that with that, it'll bring us to the end of this episode of the spoiler warning podcast. Um, Carson, uh, people want to find Carson. He can be, they, they can find him in the tall grass in the jungle talking loudly as a Panther tells him to shut up because he's about to be attacked by a tiger. Um, Steven, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me for about two and a half minutes of this movie. Uh, in the trees, having a completely unnecessary scene, but reuniting with my Lost in Translation co-star. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, people can find me um, hibernating like a bear. I don't know, sing singing songs from my childhood in uh, in in different ways. I don't know. People people can find the podcast though, which is the most important part, over at thespoilerwarning.com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, you cannot find a review of the original Jungle Book there because that doesn't exist. We didn't exist back then. Um, but if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Jungle Book. So hopefully you are enjoying that. 
um, more than we enjoyed the movie, of course. And uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, for joining me this week. Yeah, I think that's that is what Bill Murray said to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation. He's like, "We will be reunited in the jungle." <laughs> All makes sense now. I thought he said, "Thank you for joining me this week." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go take off and we will see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Can't learn to be like someone like you. Can't learn to be like someone like me. Can't learn to be like someone like me.